All right. So I'm going to tell the story of Big Fish. This is uh, a story that I tell pretty often. So it's kind of a weird story. And the reason why I tell this story so often is because my favorite movie almost always tends to be Big Fish, which is really weird. It's not, it's not something that I planned or like when I think about myself, I don't think of Big Fish as being my favorite movie. But then whenever anybody asks me, I'm like, yeah, probably Big Fish. So what ends up happening is I will try to get people to watch Big Fish because I feel like it's this movie that not a lot of people have seen. Like, I think people do tend to know about it, but not necessarily everybody has seen this movie. And it's a good movie. It's, it's kind of, the story's kind of weird to explain, but like, it's basically like a story that's like about perspectives because it's like about a dad who's like trying to entertain his son and then, like, his son hearing these stories and then, like, not really knowing who his dad is because his dad likes to exaggerate the stories. That's why it's called Big Fish, just in case you didn't know. Uh, so one of the times that I got somebody to watch Big Fish was actually my brother-in-law. And so at the time, he was probably fairly young. Like, I want to say 14, 13. Like, he wasn't, like, an adult. Let's put it that way because he's, he's a bit younger than I am. And so I got him to watch this movie. And the thing about Big Fish, which I don't necessarily want to spoil it, although I think, like, it's pretty obvious what's going to happen from the beginning. Like, they tell... It's like it's like Moulin Rouge. In Moulin Rouge, like, you know from the beginning how it's going to end because they say so. But anyway, Big Fish starts out very happy. Like, it's very grandiose like there's like all these stories being told like it's very colorful it's very pretty to look at you know all of this different kind of stuff but then like the very 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 end is like very sad <laughs> so I got my brother-in-law to watch this we're going through all the good parts it's great he's having a good time all of this kind of stuff and then we get to the end the like bitterly awful sad part of this movie and then I'm, I'm like sitting there watching it and I'm like oh yeah this movie's like very sad at the end <laughs> and then I like peeked over at him and he's like bawling his <laughs> eyes out and I was like oh my god I feel so bad I didn't because I didn't tell him at all I like I basically made it out like oh this is such a happy movie and it's really good and like it's great and you're gonna love it ball his eyes out like I don't even know if he forgave me for it like I think he was just upset about it <laughs> just feel bad. never trust your movie taste again <laughs> she'll break my heart I still really like that movie I think it's a good ending like I don't know how else you would end it like it would be kind of weird to not have that scene <laughs> yeah Cause just because, like I said, it's like Moulin Rouge. Like, it's set up. Like, what's going to happen? Like, from the beginning, you know that, like... It's... But you forget. You get caught up. <laughs> and it, well, same as, like, Moulin Rouge. Yeah, you're just <laughs> like, I forgot! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. That, uh, that story. I always, like... I love that story because it's funny, but I also, I feel really bad. <laughs> because I basically tricked him. And I didn't mean to. Like, it wasn't my intention. I wasn't like, haha, I'm gonna get him. Like, I'm gonna be like, this movie's great, but actually, it's sad. It was like, no, I just, like, I forgot. 
I forgot that the ending was that sad. I think we both do that because I do that to people all the time. We're like, you didn't tell me this happened. I was like, it, I, I mean, it's not the main point though. Like it's, it's a part of it, but that's not why I watch it. So it's kind of like life. It has all these different diversities to it. So I don't think you and I really accept that a movie can just be happy or just be this one thing. We're like, it has yeah. a bunch of elements to it. We don't think like you have to tell someone every single element. Well, the other thing is, too, and I think like I've mentioned this before, I don't like things that are bitterly sad, but I do like things that are bittersweet. Like, that is, like, a personal preference of mine. Like, I like that in all movies. Like, I don't like it when things... I don't like it when things are, like, bitterly sad, but I also don't tend to like it when it's perfectly happy either. So, like, I like it when, like, something bad and good will happen. Like the contrast of movement yeah. to the plot. That's that's how I like to you feel. You have to have that. triumph to really feel the emotion behind it. Yeah. Like, overcome something. Yeah, I agree. I don't like one-note movies. Other than, I like one-note action movies. Because I'm like, that's why I'm here. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I want to see robots fuck up a monster. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, when anybody is watching Fast and Furious, like, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. I honestly don't know. I would love it. What am it. I supposed to expect? <laughs> I would love it. Can we get a guest to come on Passion for Your Passions who likes Fast and Furious so they could please fucking explain it to me because I, I do not understand, I don't understand these movies. Either. So we're on no. the same page. It's like spies, but they're in cars. <laughs> this is I want like- you to write their summaries and reviews. This would be like how people feel... It'd be like with us and Lilo and Stitch, where we're like, that's not right. <laughs> None of that is right. Please explain to me how you stealth in a car. <laughs> how does this work? <laughs> to be fair, I have watched probably like one Fast and Furious that. movie, but from what I understand, it's spies, but in cars, <laughs> going around. I'm going to make someone so mad somewhere. <laughs> Somebody come on this show and please yell at us. <laughs> you can yell at us the whole time. where we talk about lifetime obsessions and flavors of the week. I'm Julie. And I'm Krista. And today, we're returning to a more relaxing hobby. Today, Julie is talking about gardening. All the flowers would have very extra special powers. They would sit and talk to me for hours. I love tulips. I love everything about them. They're probably the most voluptuous of all flowers. And also, they bring to spring that first flush of really intense color. All right, everybody. Today, we're getting back to nature. We're getting into the root of the problem. We're going to <laughs> dig into this. Quit! Stop looking at me. Our new, okay, just to briefly explain this, we might have some problems today. Our current microphone setup does not allow us to see each other, even though we are in the same room. So we're like zigzagging back and forth looking at each other. Yeah. (laughs) But that has nothing to do with today, because today is a Julie episode where we are talking about gardening, which is probably one of Julie's bigger hobbies. I mean, there's the whole baking thing, but that's kind of more in your face, but I think Probably most people who know you pretty well know that you garden. Yeah, I'd say the top three for me for people is probably video games, baking, and gardening. Yeah, it's funny. I Actually, I was going to bring this up just because, so for our next episode, 
is gonna be like another crazy wild episode. And I don't understand why your episodes are very normal <laughs> and my episodes are like out here because as people, like, okay, if, if normality was the sun, Julie is Pluto. <laughs> and if, you know, again, if normality is the sun, I'm more like Mars. <laughs> so I don't understand how our episodes keep lining up like this. I think it perfectly describes this because our stories are more reflective of us. Because, like, my story would be like, so this time where I almost died, one of many, uh, this would happen. And then you're like, one time I found a frog in my lab. <laughs> it's just like the contrast of us is hilarious. <laughs> and that's that's why we're friends. We have to balance each other yes, out. This is our balance. You pick very weird topics. I have very weird stories, but the normal opposite ways. <laughs> All right. So back to gardening. So how specific are we talking? So this is a topic I can literally talk about endlessly. I'm going to highlight probably two rants that I have away within my soul of course and then I'm gonna focus on two tea plants <laughs> tea as in the letter that really have a big impact on my life and that would be tomatoes and tulips so okay so when and how did it start and why is this the topic that you chose it's springtime it's, it's my life right now <laughs> like I'm outside every day working in dirt and dealing with plants so it just seemed like it on my mind it was time to talk about it it'd be really weird to do this in the winter so but not really because I daydream about plants <laughs> eh, whatever but it started before I was even born really which is kind of funny my uh, great-grandfather was a tomato farmer for Bob Evans back before it was a chain so the obsession with tomatoes has always been in my family because of my mother so that before I was born is the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think you've ever told me this story before. I think, well, okay, in one of our previous episodes, you, like, mentioned it. And I thought it was really interesting, but I didn't talk to you about it further. But I don't think, like, I knew you guys liked tomatoes, but that's, like, that's all that I knew. <laughs> yeah, we had to convert so, you <laughs> to like tomatoes I when you were young. I don't remember, I don't remember if you fully converted me or not. I think I you mean, were indifferent. Like, you didn't hate them. But then now you have a passion for them as we do. I like them. I don't know if I'm as passionate about it as you are. Who could be? I, I like them. I mean, when I was, like, a kid, I was, like, a more typical, you know, kind of kid. I, I don't think, like, I I was super picky, but I wasn't, like, super open. You definitely got me, like, mushrooms. I remember that. Yeah. And I remember, I remember once you made me fr fried green tomatoes. But, like, that's the only tomato specific thing I remember you making for me. And I remember I think it was you found it strange that we literally for dinner would just slice up tomatoes and have them like with our meal when you first started hanging out with me and you were just like that's weird and I'm like it's not what you think here. Like I like made you eat and you're like oh I'm like yeah it's different. <laughs> like, they're from the garden they're not from the store. Totally different worlds. Trust me. <laughs> I think you were like the first person who gave me a purple tomato. Yeah. I think that was pretty wild. Purple Cherokee. Me. Because they're, like, they're weird tasting. Well, like, compared to a red tomato. They're, like... They're a lot stronger in acidity. They have a much heavier flavor. So, like, people who say they don't like the texture of tomatoes is mostly because, one, the ones from the store are shit. <laughs> like, so the texture is completely different than it's supposed to be. And, two, the ones from the store are literally just texture. They're not a flavor. When you grow them, there's so many different variants of flavors that change it. And that purple Cherokee is one of the heaviest 
But at all, like, my great-grandfather, I guess, was, like, good friends with Bob Evans. And he grew fields and fields of tomatoes. And, like, there's actually, in one of the chain stores, they have pictures of, like, the farms and stuff from the early days. My grandfather's in, like, a couple of those stores. Or restaurants, sorry. So, like, that was weird. <laughs> what was even funnier is I didn't know this for a while because, like, I never went to a Bob Evans. Ever. My mom never let us go. And I guess it's because she was decadent. <laughs> so, it was one of those things, like, she's never talked about it. And we never, like, addressed Bob Evans as a place. We're like, okay, whatever. And then they started, my parents started going recently. Because she's like, well, now I'm old and this is what I want to do. <laughs> I'm like, all right. And she just brought it up casually. It's like, oh, yeah, there he is. I'm like, what the hell? Like, why do I not know this? Like, so. Okay. Because I was going to ask you about that, too. Like, I was like, you just go to Bob Evans and you were like, there's. Yeah. That's grandpa. That happened. I was like, okay, cool. And my mom like talked to me about Bob Evans, and she's like, yeah, he always like he smelled weird. <laughs> he always wore overalls. Like he was just a good old farm boy. I was like, that's not weird. Okay. Like, I like I like that description of well, Bob. She was Evans. a kid. He smelled she weird. Like, yeah, like he was weird. <laughs> See that I think is even interesting too, because I guess I wouldn't have thought. That, like, Bob Evans was that long ago. For some reason, like, when I think about these people, like, I always think that they're, like, from the 1800s. It's, like, weird to, mm. like, think, like, oh, no, it's, like, a few generations ago. Yeah, like, there are so, people alive who knew them. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. Apparently your people. My people, yeah. So, talking more specifically about gardening, then. So, if somebody who knows nothing about this subject... AKA Krista, pretty much. I, mean, I, I, you have I barely know <laughs> things about it. But if somebody knows nothing about this subject, how would you suggest them to start gardening? Well, I'd say the first question you have to ask is do you want food or do you want something pretty? Like, that's kind of the first dissection right there, is because they're totally different worlds. You can't do the same work with each of them, they all both require a bunch of different things. There are vegetables and there are flowers that require maintenance. I'm not saying that like one or the other has more maintenance. It's just it's different maintenance. So I'd say that's your first question. Is like do you want something pretty? Do you want something to eat? Or do you really just want like a little buddy? Like some people just like to have succulents because they're like it's so cute and I love it. Like it's my little buddy. So <laughs> it all depends on what you want. Oh my gosh. Like okay so this is one of the subjects I wanted to bring up so I'm sorry if this is like right in the middle of your rant. We'll come back to this but I have to talk about this because so for like a long time, I was unable to garden. So I got a house somewhat recently. And when I got this house, it was like, oh my gosh, like I need to do this stuff sometimes. Cause like my garden was like, okay when I got here, but like it wasn't anything special. So it was me asking Julie a bunch of stuff. But then I had like my first moment recently where I grew some daffodils and then the daffodils, they, you know, formed a flower and I was like, I like, I like wanted to cry about it because I, but I planted them and then they grew and it was just like one of these moments, just like single tear sniffle. Beautiful achievement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so just anybody, it's the weirdest thing because it's, it's kind of like one of those things where like you just don't think that you would be attached to a plant because it's just, you know, it's there. But then after a while, it's like, yeah, you do kind of personify it. They're your little bodies. They're so sweet. They say good morning to you and everything. Yeah. (laughs) And then it made a flower. Just for you. (laughs) Yeah, nobody asked it to, but it just did. And then, I mean, it's dead now, which is sad, (laughs) but... (laughs) 
anyway, it died. <laughs> well, I mean, daffodils, they, you know, at the time it's over. But it, it was great for that one moment. I finally got it. So. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things. Gardening, while it is work, you get that feeling of just, I did this. Like, this is, I helped you and it's beautiful and I love it. And just, there's so many. And then with food, it's even amplified because you taste the difference. There is a difference in most. Don't plant zucchini. There's not a difference there. But, like, there's a big difference for a lot of vegetables and fruit. I will fight people over zucchini because I have pretentious people being like, it's not the same. I'm like, dude, it's a fucking squash. There ain't a lot of flavor anyway. Like, unless you're after squash blossoms, fuck off. Like, that's that's unnecessary. But, like, with tomatoes, that's why I think we're so ample. Like, we just love tomatoes so much because the flavor is so different. And there's, like, over 10,000 different types. So it's, like, a whole array that you can't even start to go into. But if you're sitting here thinking, this is overwhelming. How the hell do I just start? I don't even have a yard. Like, what am I supposed to do? Well, first of all, something I've been showing other people is you can get, like, a glass vase. Fill the bottom with, like, those uh, glass beads that you put, like, in tanks and stuff. Put it water. And you can grow bulbs in there inside. And you can see the roots. You can see how it's, like, changing. And you just have to check the water levels and make sure the bulb itself isn't sitting in the water. That's why you have the beads. There's so many different little things you can do. You can grow... um, soybean really easily inside and I'll tell you like if you like edamame and everything that's what edamame is it's soybean and you can just eat it raw and it's perfectly delicious and they love you like they grow really pretty and big you can do so many things with even just a patio or a window you don't have to have anything traumatic so I'd say find something you want to do pick one of those categories do you want a buddy (laughs) do you want something pretty or do you want something to eat and then just go into one of your favorites there succulents Succulents are pretty easy. Succulents are 50-50. Like, people, what tends to happen to people is they think, oh, I really want this one. It's really pretty. And it's like, oh, that one's high maintenance. I'm oh. going to be disappointed. <laughs> well, my one is pretty easy. I mean, my and my aloe plant does pretty well. I mean, the other one that they have at my work is they have cactuses, which I always think is funny, but they have cactuses on the windowsill. It's like, okay. Yeah, I'd say aloe is pretty easy and then versatile after the fact. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I have a bunch, so it's kind of hard for me to decipher. Violets are easy as soon as you know how to water them. I think that's the hardest part for people. They don't know how to water because every plant is a little different. Some of them tolerate whatever you want to do. Other ones, like violets, they like to drink from the bottom. So what you want to do is you want to put them in like uh, a secondary saucer and fill the saucer with water and then it drinks from bottom up it doesn't like water to touch its leaves it doesn't like to sit in water that kind of thing so I think that's probably my pro tip is like especially indoor plants figure out how it likes to drink and do that <laughs> man plants are wild <laughs> I think the funniest one I think it's a bromeliad like it wants water in its leaves like specifically to sit which every other plant is like fuck that that'll rot me I hate it but this one's like this is I mean, at least the thing I like about my aloe and my succulent is just, like, you just give it water. Hey, it's I dry. Here you go. Yeah, I mean, I don't, like, have to give it water every day, necessarily. It's like, oh, you probably need water. There you go. And I just give it a little bit. And I'd say, like, if you want a flower indoors, like, peace lilies are really easy. Because if you forget to water it, it'll let you know. It'll start to wilt. And you're like, oh, no. And then you soak it. It's like, hey, I'm fine. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> and then if you don't have enough sunlight, it just won't bloom. It'll stay alive, but it won't bloom. And if you want it to bloom, you need to give it more sunlight. Like, that's it. They're so easy. I will keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Did you have anything else? Any other advice you wanted to give to people about starting? Or do you want to move into favorite surprising facts? It's hard because I need someone to tell me, like, what subject they want to start in. Like, so it's just, it's one of those things I have a hard time advising people without, like, one-on-one contact. Well, okay. Since we, okay, since we talked about, like, the plant side of things, what would you suggest, like, if somebody wanted to start, like, a very basic food garden? Okay. Um, first of all, herbs, super easy. The best thing to figure out how to plant herbs is to figure out where they're from. So, like, if they're from the Mediterranean versus, like, Ohio, they have different needs. <laughs> they're not going to be the same. There are herbs that like sand. There are herbs that like to sit in water. Like, it's, you have to just separate them out that way. That's the easy thing to do. But they will give you the most back, and they'll make you feel great because you're like, I did it. It's great. Everything's wonderful. Versus the other plants where it's kind of hit or miss. <laughs> the other thing is I think peppers are very easy, especially, like, more towards where we live, like in the midland. Um, they don't have a lot of pest issues, so you don't have to worry about that if you're trying to garden organically. They get all big and leafy, then you get whatever peppers you want. So much easier than that. Um, squash will ruin your life. It'll just grow everywhere. So if you want some confidence boost, there you go. <laughs> It'll fucking grow. <laughs> uh, beans, like there's just, there's not a lot of vegetable plants that are generic that are so it's just, you kind of just got to start. I do companion planting. That's my big recommendation. Like I said with the herbs, figure out where they're from. That way you know they're like, what they're used to, what their weaknesses are, and put them together. Like make sure they all go together. If you put like basil and peppers together, basil keeps the few pests that basil, that peppers deal with off of them. And they love to grow next to each other. Pepper plants like to touch. They like to be close. So having that basil all in between just helps out. So like, I guess for me... What do you think is, like, a food plant that, like, you just can't fuck up? Would it just be squash? Is that squash. your recommendation? No, <laughs> like, you can't fuck squash. up squash? Other than, like, not having enough space, which even, it'll still grow, you'll just be fucked. Like, you'll just be like, well, what do I do? <laughs> well, fucked was, in what way? <laughs> well, like, it just gets big. So then if you put it, like, in a small pot, the pot might tip over, like, eventually and that kind of thing. Like, it's just one of those. Um, yeah, I'd say squash is... A, foolproof <laughs> you can't really fuck that up <laughs> that and herbs like a lot of herbs like basil the only thing that's difficult about basil is it likes to stay wet so make sure you water that that's it like it nothing else if you want it to be like completely culinary you have to pick the flowers but if you just want to grow something basil so you've heard it here folks uh maybe get a cactus or a day lily and grow squash you can't fuck it up <laughs> well what's funny is people always say corn because, like, it's man-made, so then there's not a lot of issue growing corn. Raccoons and crows will cut you for corn. Who wants to grow corn? Everybody wants to grow corn. Like, in why. your backyard? Yeah. That's weird. How's that weird? It's a, it's a produce. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, I don't, just don't Do you know how many varieties corn? of corn there is? You can grow, like, glass corn. You can grow ruby corn. Like, there's all these it's different... It's weird looking. It's just grass. <laughs> It's a big. I tried to grow thing. it one year, and literally raccoons like it wasn't even like the size of my palm, and they just came in and decimated that corn. I was like, "All right, fuck off!" Like whatever. I tried. <laughs> I mean, where we're from, we do have problems with animals. That is like a thing. I mean, like especially with tomatoes. 
Oh, you hear about this all the time with people who grow tomatoes, that like the deer will eat them. Anything that can eat them will eat them. And it is so hard to get the things to stop eating them so you can get to the time where you can eat them. You gotta make a pee perimeter. That's usually a bigger deal. What? You remember when mom used to make us pee on little rags so the deer would leave her trees alone? What? No. Yeah, she. Made, I remember you came over for like to help on the property before they bought their house. And she's just like, girls pee on these rags. What? I do not you remember. Did you block that out? I guess I blocked it <laughs> No, like you can actually order online coyote pee powderized and put it all over the place so that animals don't want to come near it. I kind of feel like this, well, actually, maybe I'm not sure. I was going to say, maybe this might be a different person because I didn't really know you before you lived in that house. Yeah, you did. I did, but I don't think I, I might have came over to your house like one time. I think you came over just before we bought the house and we were on the property. Because I definitely remember like, you know, <laughs> you know, to go back to a sore subject when we weren't friends and we re-became friends. I remember going to your house for, like, the first time. I remember that specifically. I might have, like, in the time before gone to, like, because I kind of, I, like, I remember your old house for mm-hmm. some reason. But I feel like I was only maybe there one time. Well, when we, we had the property, like, in conjunction with their house now for, like, a hot second. Okay. So well, I think you came by, like, Anyway, I don't remember pee on rags. Well, that's what mom told us. <laughs> she used to, like, get people to pee on rags and just tie them, like, on a stake by her trees so the deer would leave them alone. You can also do blood bags for deer. People like just come blood. to your house and you're like, can you pee on these can rags? Can you pee on this stuff real quick? <laughs> Thanks. I'm a farmer. Very legit. <laughs> this is legit business here. Please, pee on these rags. Do not ask questions. <laughs> I don't care if you're on drugs. We want to ask questions. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so now I guess we're going to go actually into your favorite slash surprising facts. So as I mentioned, I wanted to talk about tulips and tomatoes. I've already, I've talked about tomatoes a little bit so far just because it's where I started and that's the core of my being. But tulips is kind of my thing. Tulips were never really a part of my life growing up. My mom doesn't like tulips. But I became obsessed with tulips because of the history behind tulips. It's absolutely fascinating. It's so bizarre what they've become. It was, um, like one of the fun facts I can think of is back in the 1600s, they, their value of them increased exponentially and it was worth 10 times the like minimum wage for a year at that time. It was like, you'd have to work for 10 years to buy a tulip bulb if you made minimum wage. Like, can you even fathom what that means? Like that is mind blowing. It became like more valuable than drugs to have like Why was particular it so tulips. expensive? It just became an obsession with art. It became an obsession with like what happened was is they started figuring out that tulips mutated easily and that they have these different colors and breeds and they started having broken tulips. That's what it was. You would get this really rare like one out of three hundred thousand bulbs. You get one that had a break in it, which means like it's an all white tulip with a stripe of red or like a various color into it. And those are the ones that like. They'd have auctions, and it'd be, like, a black market for it. It's so bizarre, like, the history of tulips, which stems from the idea that plants evolve to be spread, right? Like, that's the whole point, is they want to go and conquer the world. And this is what tulips did. Tulips manipulated humans into spreading them. And I just love it. Like, the whole idea that this beautiful thing was just like, hey, humans tend to like me. Just start fucking with them. Like, and just ruin their economy, apparently. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, also, I... 
I love talking about like extremely wealthy people. I know that that's kind of like a different subject, but like, man, whenever like you hear about some of the stuff that like extremely wealthy people get into, it's like, man, because <laughs> like it, it kind of reminds me, like I heard a story recently, I think it was like on Drunk History, that there was like this time where people were obsessed with artichokes and there was like, like a gang, like a gang for it. Like people yeah. would literally like fucking beat each other up to get these artichokes and they were like really expensive and it's like <laughs> like what excuse me like people were killing each other over artichokes well they have the same thing for now for ginseng people mm. their gangs are about ginseng like because ginseng takes 20 years to actually come to like fruition and be completely like what you want it to be so then and you can't like spread it it has to spread itself like it's one of those plants that's just very particular and so now there's like gang wars over fucking ginseng do the same about like Where? maple syrup, olive oil, Asian countries because like mm. they put ginseng and everything. <laughs> ginseng grows here though. Okay. A lot of we have a lot of cross things that grow in both. Yeah, I mean where we're from, we can grow a lot of weird things that I really feel like you shouldn't be able to grow here. Yeah, and with global warming, we're about to reach like a new zone. We're in like the B side of our zone. With global mm. warming, we're gonna get a lot more tropical shit. <laughs> well, one of the ones that's weird to me is like, wine, like, grapes and stuff. Like, people, like, where we're from, I, from the way that I understand things, like, I really feel like you shouldn't be able to do that here. But then people do, and it works, and it's fine. And I'm like, well, okay, like, whatever. With Riesling's advice wine, like, that's particularly, like, you get a frost on the grape, and then you produce, like, you pull it and produce the wine out of it, and it gives it this unique flavor. So that's one of the things that we do. To me, it's weirder that Germany does it, because it's like, that place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, ground wine. <laughs> well, it's just, like, so most of the places that, like, are known for having good wines are Mediterranean. So it's, like, California, I mean, you know, the Mediterranean. And then Argentina. There's, like, a part of it that's also a, med a Mediterranean. So, like, it's weird because it's, like, we're we're not a fucking Mediterranean. Yeah. Like, we're, like, the, I mean, we're, I guess we're not the furthest thing from, but we're pretty far from being a Mediterranean. So it's really weird to me that people will grow grapes here. <laughs> Yeah, we're more of a white grape. Like, we can't really do a lot. We do reds, but they're not good here. <laughs> but people, people still do them. And the other one that's really weird is, like, Upper New York. Upper New York also, like, they're known. Like, they do wine. That's, like, all they do. They do drugs and wine. That's all they need. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's get back to tulips. Yeah, so my obsession with tulips, I don't even, I think it started when I got my house, honestly. Like, I always liked tulips because of that history. But then I started growing them, and it's just so much better because it's you just see them towering over with their beautiful petals, and you can get so many variants and colors. And it's just I love them. I love them so much. <laughs> yeah, this is actually like a weird thing. Uh, I think for like a while, I don't think that I like tulips. I don't really know why. I just like I don't think it was like a tulip or it was like a flower that I particularly cared about. One of the weird things is that they are a flower in Animal Crossing. And I don't know, I think, like, actually that was one of the things that made me love it, which is really strange. But, like, there is, like, I don't know if everybody knows this, but there is a component to Animal Crossing that is gardening. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you're not aware of this, but, like, literally, like, you can breed rare flowers in Animal Crossing. Like, no, you, can make, you can make, you can make, like... If you do really well, like, one of the hardest ones to do is the tulips, and you can get, like, golden tulips and things. And there were times at playing Animal Crossing where I become very obsessed with, like, getting all of these, like, very rare 
flowers. And now I really do like tulips, although I will say I am not very good at gardening and tulips terrify me. So really? I don't know. They're I don't, not that hard. I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> they're not that hard. The hardest thing about tulips is their bases are not pretty. So then you have to do something to kind of combat that if you want to have a pretty garden. Because they, they're meant to tower over and show you like this beautiful flower to hide all the ugly leaves. <laughs> so I do like, I do flocks and tulips. So the flocks grows taller, the creeping flocks and covers like the leaves, especially after they go down. I think that's why people don't tend to like tulips is because they have that one bloom per stem and then you're done. Like there's nothing else. It's not a rose where it just keeps going and you cut the buds off. Like it is a one time. But to me that makes it so much better. Like it just has its moment. Like it's perfect you know, for its moment. It is considered the third most popular flower though. Roses of course is number one but you know whatever. <laughs> they, I mean they are very pretty. I mean like especially like you have like a bouquet. Like, they're pretty flowers. Like, and you can have them. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, you probably can't have them every color of the rainbow unless you do, like, cheating things. But, like, they can grow, like, really pretty colors. Well, one of the rules of the flowering world is there is no true blue or black in the flowering world. There are false ones. Tulips have every color, including the false blue and false black. So, technically, that's the closest you can get. Even more so than roses. I have the black tulip. It's called Queen of the Night. But it's like how the false works. When I say false, it means different lighting. So as you change lighting, as you contrast it with other plants and environments, it changes. There are arguments about the true blue. There are like people that say that true blue is a flower, and while other people say no, that's purple. Like that's a debate in the planting world. I think there's true blue in plants. Yeah, that wasn't. I never. I always thought there was blue. Because I mean, like I can think of blue flowers. Yes, but the trueness of it is, like, in certain lighting, it's not. Hmm. In certain lighting, it looks white. In certain lighting, it looks indigo. In certain lighting, it looks purple. Like, it's it's an argument amongst the gardeners. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> All Which, the like, specific things. <laughs> yeah, with the tulip, the blue is the hardest one in tulip. They have, like, a parrot blue that is very much a purple, but in some lighting, because it's shiny, it looks blue. But the black is pretty black for the tulip, actually. So is it like a red-black or like a... Because you said like you see different colors. So like... Yeah, it kind of looks burgundy when you like... If you look at when it's older and you look at a different light, it looks burgundy. If you look at it directly on without like completely bright sunlight, it looks black. It looks very dark. Well, so goths, keep this in mind. <laughs> this in mind. You can't get a black rose, but you can get a black tulip. So, yeah. you know, goths. You need to start incorporating I black like tulips into someone's going to argue, be like, you can make a black rose. Yeah, if you feed it a bunch of black dye, you douche. Like, there's not, there's yeah. not a true black. Right. True black is even harder than blue in, like, the gardening world. There's no true black, they say. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that is kind of what I was talking about, was, like, the feeding the dye thing. And then if you do that, it'll, like, you can get to, like, change color. Like, because you can do that with, like, roses and stuff. Like, yeah. you can get them to change, but, like, it's not... It's not really, like, naturally going to grow like that. No. So. Yeah. yeah. And tulips breed so easily, too. Like, they call them thumping tulips because, like, they will double in quantity by the next year. Mine, the little horny bastards, they've been blending <laughs> so bad in one of my gardens. I'm like, what are you anymore? Like, because I got shipped the wrong kind. Because when you plant tulips, they're bulbs. You have no idea what the color they are. You're just trusting that you got shipped the right ones. And I ordered these ones that were called copper. 
brown, red. I loved them. They were doubles. They were busted. They were broken. Planted them. They came up and they were like goldenrod, yellow, and white. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then it blended with my other one, Angelique, which is a silvery pink double. And that was just chaos in there. I don't even know. It's like Easter vomit. I hate it. <laughs> and I'm trying to dig them all up. And there's like two that got left and messed with my jack-o'-lantern ones. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, and just FYI, in case people don't know this, like what Julie means by like they come as bulbs is like basically you get these things. They almost look like potatoes. You put them in the ground and that's like where the tulip comes up from. So like it's not, it's just, it's very weird. Like you really, you just don't know. Yeah. Uh, you have a potato. <laughs> And then a flower comes out of it. Exactly. Uh, daffodils are that way. Tulips are that way. Li most lilies are that way. Crocuses. Uh, there's a million. It's a tight. It's a class of plants that all do that. Potatoes technically aren't in that, but <laughs> same concept. <laughs> well, right. I'm just using it as an example. They're not really potatoes, but I just it. That's what it works. Cause I got bulbs recently. Cause I got those daffodils, and like I was like, oh, like it was never really something that I thought about before. Like I always think of. You know, either like seeds going to Lowe's. <laughs> or like kind of like stuff like acorns for trees, that kind of type of thing. I don't really like. I've never really thought about like the kind of like tuber. It's like, well, those are technically real, but I just don't think about them that much. My life, I plant over a thousand bulbs every fall. But yeah, okay. I, I guess. Do you have any questions about tulips, or should I talk about tomatoes now? Tulips are I edible. Don't... I think that's my last little bit. You can eat tulips. Oh. Do they taste good? Uh. <laughs> they're like okay. it's like a little sweet but you're eating a leafy petal like it's not like it's people make bread out of it and like world war ii apparently they like ran out of onions and stuff which i'm like how do you run out of onions but um <laughs> they decided to use tulips i'm like just have those laying around and not onions what the hell <laughs> but okay they were desperate and it's like well these are here yeah so they used it to make breads and stuff I feel like that would taste weird. I tried to read up on that. And they're like, we don't talk about it. I'm like, well, why'd you bring it up? Like, <laughs> it seems really random. <laughs> okay. I want to ask you a question. Maybe a secret question. Okay. So my secret question. You hear about this kind of thing a lot in like a lot of different worlds like so I think like the one that I hear about this the most in is with cooking that when you watch TV or you watch like a movie, normally the way that cooking is portrayed is not the same as it is in real life. Do you find that that's true with gardening? I know this is like kind of a weird question, but like I'm, I'm always curious about this. Like, cause like, okay. So for example, like let's talk about me for a second, <laughs> like chemistry. Like, this is the thing that greatly irritates me in chemistry because they do not get this right. Like, probably in almost any movie I've ever watched, they do not get chemistry right. They, like, make it seem like everybody has a million degrees that it only takes one person to just, like, be there. And they're like, no, shit, I got this. I will solve cancer. You've just been waiting for me. That was what was wrong before. It's like, Didn't no, no, no. <laughs> That's not how it works. So I'm curious, like, do you have that same kind of thing, like, when you watch TV well, shows? What I find hilarious about it, honestly, is more animated stuff will irritate the shit out of me. Because they'll take, like, a snowdrop and give it the wrong leaves. Or just dumb shit that I'm like, 
that's not real. That's not a thing. Like, and this isn't a fantasy, so what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, that's what happens all the time. They'll put, like, they'll com- they'll put companion plans together, but I'm like, ah, uh, not, those would not grow together. Those would hate each other every minute of every day and both die. Like, they would not come together. So they do that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff drives me nuts, but it's mostly animated with, like, sitcoms and things. Rarely do they really show gardening. They always just show them, like, weeding or picking all the vegetables, that kind of thing. So I, it doesn't irritate me with, um, like, gardening for food or uh, just sitcom generic gardening stuff, but animated stuff will irritate the shit out of me. Because I'm like, none of that's real. That's all fake. Like, the, they do this with fuchsias a lot. They'll make fuchsias, like, into these long, great vines. I'm like, it's not a fucking vine! Like, and then, oh, wait! You just made me think of something. There was, um... It was a show I watched. I can't... It, it was, like, The Haunting of Bly Manor. And they talked about a moonflower. They fucked that up so much. And it wouldn't have bothered me, but they made a huge deal out of it. And I was like, "You're, it's not the right leaf. It's the wrong fucking flower. It doesn't do what you say it's doing. Like, it was, it made me so mad. Because I was like, why did you do, there's so many other plants that do the thing that you're talking about. And you just decided to pick a fucking moonflower instead. Like, why, that's a, it's a, Morning glory at night. It's not some mystical 20-year magical fucking thing in the woods. Like, this is so stupid. Like, it just makes me so bad. <laughs> this is what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, this is what you were looking for. You oh. reminded me of that. I was like, I remember that enraged me so much. I wanted to get the rant out of Julie. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, that's the only one that really sticks with me. That was just like, fuck you and the moonflower. That's not what it does. Like, none of this is accurate. They... It was a gardener, too. She was like, made such a big deal out of this fucking flower. That wasn't what she said it was, and it made me so mad. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's it's a funny thing with creative stuff, because it's like, you can't really be an expert in everything. So like, you'll make a TV show or whatever, and you're like, oh, well, this person would be a gardener or a chemist or a baker or whatever, but it's like, you don't actually know anything about that. So it's like, you just kind of have them generically being there you know, mess with the bread. Yeah. And it's like, that's... Please stop. <laughs> just stop it. That's not correct. Yeah, I think the biggest one is just animated films will mess up the foliage or, like, put plants together. I'm like, none of that would grow there. None of that would be there. Ever. Like, why are you doing this? Why do you stop stuff and tell people what plants are in them? Like, that's this, that's this, that's supposed to be that. And then I'll stare at somebody and be like, I don't know what that is. And I just have to figure it out. I'm like, I need you knew what my tree was. That was my best work, I think. You basically just said, like, it was flowering. I need to show it to you. And I was like, how much do you give me if I can guess it right now? And you're like, I don't know. I'm like, I think it's tulip poplar. <laughs> Got up there, I'm like, I was right! <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> yeah, there was, I don't know if I've seen it since. I don't know, like, if it had a bad year last year or what happened, but... A couple years ago, I saw this tree, and it had all these flowers on it. But it wasn't, like, like a dogwood or, like, you know, one of these ones where it's, like, really white and, like, it makes a big show of having flowers. Like, it's, like, the leaves almost were flowers. And so it was, like, you wouldn't notice that it was flowering until you were right up next to it. And you're, like, what the? There's a bunch of flowers on this tree. It's really weird. But it was cool. Anyway, it's a tulip poplar. (laughs) They're native here, and their, like, flowers are green look like leaves like you were saying and they have a slight orange tint right in the center they're one of my favorite native trees but I like when you said you didn't you've never seen one you're just like 
yeah, I had these flowers on it at the time of the year, and I was like, I think I already know. Because <laughs> I love that tree. She might love that tree. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have ever seen one except for here. But then again, I don't know. I've been having all kinds of crazy revelations about this because the other day, I saw this bird, like, behind my workplace, and it was like a blackbird, but it had red wings. Red winged blackbird. I've never seen one of those before, but, like, apparently they're common around here. We have nests of them all over the pond. They nest in cattails and stuff. Yeah, and so I think that that's what it is, because there's kind of, like, a marshy area right behind my work, and they that that's where they'll be. But, like, I I don't know why. I know you've I've seen never them. seen them before. We have so many generations at my parents' house by the pond. I've seen other black birds, but just not ones that, like, specifically have red wings. What a fancy so. name. It made me sound like I was making it up when <laughs> it's a red wing blackbird, duh. <laughs> no, what I looked it up afterwards yeah. and like I was telling other people about it, but I mean I guess to be fair, the people I was telling about it like were not not from this area, but like I, I was just like, I've never seen this bird before, and it was so fascinating. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So I mentioned tomatoes, so I just want to say a couple more fun facts before we start to like wrap it up here. So, fun fact for Krista, did you know tomato juice is the official beverage of the state of Ohio? What? <laughs> I, I didn't even know official beverages were a thing, and I was, like, looking up fun facts, I'm like, who decided that? What, is that? what does that mean? <laughs> Ohio, we're known for cursing. And tomato juice. Tomato juice. And, and corn. Oh, that's, that's, that's more local. And corn. Okay. So I just wanted you to know that. <laughs> well, I don't really know how to feel about that. Yeah. I don't... I don't really think about tomato juice. I drink a lot of tomato juice. <laughs> That's interesting. I always have. Like V8 or do you make it? Either end or both. <laughs> okay. I think, like, very occasionally I might have a V8, but it's not... Didn't have a V8. It's not really, like, something I think about. My Ever. parents drink it a lot, so then when I'm over there, I'm just like, give me one of those. <laughs> and then one of the soups I make has tomato juice in it. I eat a lot of soup. I just, I don't really, like, go out of my way to drink a tomato. But I guess people <laughs> in Ohio do. Way to go, Ohio. Keep it weird. <laughs> okay. well, and another, I tell this to people all the time because they always find it interesting, is that tomatoes are derived from belladonna, which is a nightshade. Mm -hmm. So you often don't get things that will eat the actual leaves and foliage of your tomatoes. It's all about the actual fruit. So that's one of those things. It was a really weird occurrence that, like, it became what it is today because belladonna does have a berry on it. So it is technically part of the nightshade family. Are the leaves poisonous? Not per se. They might give you, like, you can eat them, but if you eat, like, a ton of them, you might stomach it won't kill you by any means does it hurt animals if they eat them i don't think so but they don't mm. i've never i mean i've had like caterpillars and bugs eat the foliage on it but i've never had a animal do so you got any more fun facts about tomatoes i mean i have one that's just kind of funny weird nowhere in the bible or in any shakespeare writing has a tomato been spoken of what <laughs> i was like who decided that those are the two focal points of literature that just they've never talked about tomatoes like all right i love that i love that somebody was sitting there reading the bible and they were like where are the fucking where are the tomatoes yeah like 
It was just like on a list of fun facts I was trying to find. I was like, all right, cool, whatever that means. <laughs> it is weird. Like, I've, I can't remember what I was reading the other day, but they were talking about how, like, one of the strangest things about history and, like, historians and stuff is that there will just be all of this knowledge that, like, you just don't know. So, like, I know this is really strange, but, like, one of the things that I had heard was, like, Middle Ages? I'm not sure the time period, but basically, like, during this time period, it was, like, known that, like, at a dinner table, you'd have, like, three things. And they knew what, like, two of those, like, spices were, but one of them was just a mystery. And, like, they had no clue. Like, they had no way of knowing, like, what this was. <laughs> and it's just, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just really bizarre, like, that stuff where it's like, yeah, we definitely know this, but we don't know that, so it makes it very weird. It seems the more you learn, the more you find out you don't know, is all that is. Yeah, I just, what is the mysterious third spice? Paprika. Baby spice? I would say paprika. <laughs> That's because of Blue's Clues, because salt and pepper made paprika for other reasons. Because, you know, another spice. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna ask you my weird question that you have a hard time with because I feel like out of all these that's probably the better one so what is your craziest gardening experience like did you have something that you planted that turned out very strange or like attracted a strange animal or anything else that really you can think of like when you think of gardening and like a strange thing happening this was such a hard question for me because like this shit happens all the time like it becomes normal like, you'll plant something. Like, I just said with the tulips, where I was like, what the fuck kind of color is that? Like, and then they bred, and now they're a weird morph of something. I don't even know, and I hate it. So it's like, constantly that happens. I'll, like, find a bottle in the woods, and it has a whole ecosystem in it, and I have to, like, figure out what plants are in there. I have a trillium, which is thought to be dead in this area because it was a native, like, orchid that we used to have growing in my sycamore. Like, there's just all this stuff cap constantly happens in the gardening world, and you just roll with it now. But it made me think of, like, funny stories. And I think the funniest thing is I get, I, I take it personally when animals, like, do stuff to my plants. <laughs> because I'm like, you have the whole fucking yard. Like, what? why are you bothering me? And one of the times that I really took it personally was I didn't put a gate up in my vegetable garden yet. And it was doing fine. Like, there was nothing was really bothering my garden. All my fruits were coming up, my vegetables and and then one day I was waiting specifically for this great Atlas tomato, which is like this huge pink tomato. And I went in there one day and everything was fine. They were all like mostly, they were half ripe. Like they weren't there yet. They needed a few more days. Went back in. The next day I go out. All of them were picked and then half eaten left in my garden bed. Raccoons literally were just like picking them, biting into them going, eh. And then picking another one and biting into them going, that's not ripe either. Like, they, they just fucked them all over and left them there. Like, they weren't hungry. They were just being assholes. And I was like, none of them are ripe. You knew this. And you just kept picking them and biting into them like assholes. Like, they couldn't even finish them. They just left them there. I was like, that's so disrespectful. Like, why? Why this disrespect so hard? Like, it's just not right. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the way that raccoons are, though. They're just... They're strange creatures. <laughs> I don't know, like, what they did before humans, but I imagine just, like, fucked with fucked wolves with or something. I don't know, because it's like, they're like, oh, yeah, I'll just go hang out in your garbage can. And it's like, what did you do before? 
<laughs> like, don't you have, like, a source that you can get food from, or do you just fuck with me? You just fuck with everybody. I hate raccoons. I don't care how much the internet has made them cute. Fuck them. Like, <laughs> just, they're my enemy. Nope. <laughs> they are cute in a trash way. Yeah, they're very, they're very trashy and very silly. But every time I see one, I'm like, all right. <laughs> Get out of here. Like, I don't want you around, but yeah, you, you kind of look weird. <laughs> they're my personal enemy. They have fucked me up. You have a over. lot of personal enemies. You know, not my fault. you don't like squirrels either. I don't. <laughs> the only thing I appreciate about them is that's why we have oak trees. But like, they bark. They bite, they fight, they dig, they annoy me. <laughs> well, I have a white squirrel, so. I'm surprised he's not dead. It's been a while and he's still not. It keeps surprising me. But raccoons have literally scarred me as a child. So, no. I will not. I have no sympathy for them. Okay. I like skunks. There you go. Skunks okay. I don't see skunks that often. I saw so. a bunch of babies and I won't forget it. They came, like, they were walking across the road and his mom, like, looked at me and I parked my car. I was like, yeah, you're fine. And these little babies, their tails, like, flop back and forth and they're right up in the air. They were so cute. <laughs> I want a baby skunk. <laughs> yeah. I saw a baby deer the other day. Like, a baby baby deer. Like, little. And then the mom was, like, huffing at me. It was, like, making, like, a <laughs> Yeah, they make weird noises. People don't think about it, but they make weird noises. Yeah, and I was like, uh. <laughs> what am I doing here? Eventually the mom ran away, but it was just funny because it was like, Mer. <laughs> That's not the noise you should make. I don't know what noise you should make, but it's not Get that. your baby and get out of here. Get your shit and get out. <laughs> okay. All right. Did you want to ask me a question? So far in your own yard, what's your favorite plant? I really like, well, I mean, I did really like my daffodils, but I do really like my smoke bush. My That's mom my hates favorite. the smoke bushes. I'm like, I love it. It's so beautiful and purple and I, so for me, I am a wild creature <laughs> and I like things uh, slightly chaotic and colorful and all this kind of stuff. I couldn't tell you why, but I have this very weird obsession with colorful bushes. Like, so the place where I work, maybe you can tell me what this is, but on the top of the hill, one of the other companies they have like these bushes and they're really big and they're green, except for in the fall, they turn like fire fucking red. And like, you see them, like you'll look up on that hill and it's like, oh my God, like they're crazy. I want all of them. Okay, I'll get you some. And then also <laughs> in my neighborhood, people like to grow a lot of crazy trees and there's like a few, I'm pretty sure they're just Japanese maples, but they're like really dark red. And every time I'm with my husband and we're walking around, like, I want it so bad. Like, it's weird. I have this part of me that's, like, very crazy, chaotic, like, fairy energy. But then I also have this part of me that's, like, goth, but, like, not that goth energy. So, like, I, I, I like very creepy things sometimes. And then I also like very bright, vibrant, colorful things. It's very... My aesthetic, I need to work on it very badly. <laughs> I really want to get... I think I was going to get you fire willow bushes because spring they have just regular like they look like willows but bushy and in the winter their stalks come out and they're bright red like they're just bright red sticks of fire in your yard <laughs> yeah 
I love that kind of stuff. I love... Because the other one is, is I like the yellow bushes. Porthcynthia. Porthcynthia, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that was the one you... I remembered that one because you told me. Yeah, because you asked me, I went, Porthcynthia. (laughs) So what's the red bush? It might be a burning bush. Okay. Like, they they usually have fire eating. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's... But there's a couple it could be that if they change... It's really big. I will say that. Yeah, like, they're... They're big. Like, I think, of, like, I could easily walk in it. <laughs> They're very large. You need a sweet gum tree is what you need. But a male, because the females drop those spiky balls. Mm. But the sweet gum tree are, like, the... They smell like bubble gum to me. That's why I thought they were called that. And then, um, they have, like, five-pointed star leaves, and they're bright red. Okay. You can also yeah. get a coral, uh, Japanese maple. But they have half-moon, like, bright green, like, bright citron green leaves. And then their bark is coral. There's a lot well, you could do. <laughs> I definitely like the super goth Japanese maple that's, like, dark green. Like, it looks like, you know, you could murder someone under that tree and it would, like, the tree would be like, yes, yes. I will drink this blood. I will drink on this. <laughs> so, I'll give you some black tulips and some fire red. Yeah. <laughs> so, because I've been thinking about getting more bushes, but I have not yet. I have things I need to do with my garden. Because I want to get more climbing flowers because I have an area where they can climb now but I just haven't done it yet. I have one last rant. For all you would-be gardeners out there, do not plant invasive species for the love of God. (laughs) Julie's last important rant. Important. This is very important. So when I say invasive species, that could mean a lot of things. I'm specifically talking about the invasive species that provide nothing for the environment you're in, which does change based on your environment, but there's a few that are pretty staple. Honeysuckle. Don't fucking plant honeysuckle. Nothing eats it. And you know what happens is that deer will come through, they'll eat everything else that's native to the ground, and then the honeysuckle takes over. You can't throw a rock in like all the Midland states without honeysuckle being everywhere. And I'm not talking about the vine. The vine is okay, it's the bush. I know everyone knows what they are. If you have them, Get rid of them. Cut them down. Poison them. Get rid of them. They're killing the entire environment. They're changing the ecosystem. They're ruining fucking everything. The other big one is kutsu. Kutsu is actually illegal to plant in a lot of states because of how it takes over. It's a type of grass bamboo that was brought over when we were putting in, like, the railroads and cutting through the mountains in the states. It was brought over from Asia, and they specifically told everyone coming over here, hey, don't bring that over. It's really bad, and we can't control it. And everybody putting in the railroads and the roads was like, hey, it'll help with erosion. Oh, it took over the country. Who could have thought that would happen? Yeah, fuck off. Like, it's the same thing happened with honeysuckle. They're like, it'll help with erosion. It grows so fast. It's so nifty neat. Like, no, you fucked up an entire nation. Like, what have you done? Like, it's Why so- does everybody want to help with erosion? I don't know. It's because they were, like, taking trees out to make the room for the roads and everything. It caused mudslides. It caused issues mm. because they were, like completely changing the landscape and so they wanted to plant something quickly right after to maintain like the groundwork okay so that's why we got fucked over and i need everybody in this nation to personally have a vendetta against honeysuckle and eradicate it from this whole plane it's ruining everything and then a couple minor ones is english ivy if you're living somewhere and you're like ivy be really cool if you can't control it don't plant it it's one of those ones that's easily controlled like just mow like put it somewhere you can mow around but if you're the kind of person who's not going to keep up with it, don't fucking bother. Like, it's not, it's going to take over the world. You can't do it. 
last one is probably going to hurt some people here, especially people who love, like, Japanese animes and stuff. Wisteria. Wisteria is an invasive species. It's that grape purple flowers, the white purpley flowers you see everywhere on weddings and stuff. That is extremely invasive. It is a vine. It will kill its host. It'll grow on a tree, cut it off, and kill it. I have wisteria. I treat it the same way as English ivy. If you can't contain it, you can't control it, don't fucking grow it. It is a big responsibility. You can ruin an ecosystem. Don't do it. There is actually a highway close to where we are that during this time of the year is just flush with purple. And you're like, oh, that's so pretty. Oh, it's killing everything over there. That's neat. Like, that's not what you want. It's like, it's just like ivy. You just put it somewhere and you can mow around it. It won't cause a problem, but put it somewhere you can keep it controlled. And also don't put it against your house. It'll rip out your gutters. It'll ruin your foundation. It's a very strong invasive plant. Oh yeah. I've seen ones with the ivy before. Which it kind of always makes me laugh, like, when the ivy, like, falls off. Yeah. It looks so weird. Like, it's just like it, like, peels off and you have, like, the windows. It's But I bet that's also scary when that happens. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's heavy. It's like a heavy plant. Could I mess stuff up? Yeah, it fucks shit up. People, yeah, people will plant things thinking it's nifty or neat. Like, people put bamboo everywhere as a, like, privacy fence. Don't fucking do that. It'll kill a forest. It'll kill the forest in certain areas if it's not accustomed to dealing with it. It drains everything of its resources. I had to take out bamboo on my woods because someone was stupid enough to plant it there. So it's just part of your responsibility is not only not to plant it, is that when you see it, get rid of it if you can. Like, it's, you can't fix the ecosystem. It's part of, like, the one thing you can do even more than recycling and everything else is trying to bring your environment back to where take out these things that were never supposed to be there that are fucking shit up. Like I said in my bee video, kill yellow jackets. They're not supposed to be here. They fuck shit up. Kill them. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> They're evil and I hate them. <laughs> so, where is honeysuckle from? Honeysuckle's from Asia, just like the Katsu oh. was, where it was brought over, like, not exactly the same time, but for the same purpose. Hmm. I don't, for some reason, I didn't know that. I don't, I mean, like, it's weird. I think I always knew that honeysuckle was invasive, but I think, I don't, I just, like, I've grown up with it. Like, it has always been around. The vines are native here. Yeah. But, yeah, that bush comes from, like, Britain and Asia, pretty much. Just like the bird starlings. They were, they came over here because some guy was like, they're really cool and really pretty, and they're from Britain. They're like, hey, don't do that. They're, like, really aggressive. And they're like, but they're cool. And then they brought them over, and they almost decimated the bluebird population because they don't make their own nests. They kick other birds out of the nest and lay their eggs and go, you take care of that. And it was like, fuck off. I hate invasive species. <laughs> Nature. <laughs> Nature. Humans Nature. fuck it up. <laughs> Nature is... <laughs> Interesting. Well, you live your whole life somewhere and you don't know that a black, well, what's a red winged blackbird exists. Yeah. What's <laughs> hilarious about the like starlings? My mom and I were talking. We're like, how does a starling know it's a starling? Because like they get raised by other birds. That's their whole thing. And so we're like, what if they just think they're a bluebird like this whole time? When do they figure out they're assholes and like start propagating that way? Like, what's what's the breaking point here? <laughs> like, for, like we were having this serious discussion on like. When do you turn from being a cardinal your whole life to being a starling? Like, it's just, what's that, like, crisis amongst the bird's mind? I, don't, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff like that. Like, what is it, like, snakes? Like, will eat each other sometimes? Like, the moms and the babies and stuff? And it's like, when do you go from, like, raising them 
to being like, okay, I need to eat you now. That happens with pretty much every type of animal, including humans. I'm just saying. That one's normal. Mine's more like... Well, the starling one just cracks us up because, like, you're raised by bluebirds. You're twice their size. You're clearly not blue. And, like, w- what point do they realize they're not a bluebird? <laughs> like, what, what point do they have this crisis of, <laughs> Maybe they just always know that they're an intruder. I feel like they have to, but it's just a funny thing to think about. Like, the bluebird doesn't yeah. know. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it probably knows. It takes care of them all the same. <laughs> it's that mom instinct. <laughs> mom. Like, just like, well, you're, you're kind of ugly, but you're here. You're mine right now. But when you grow up, I wish you wouldn't be an asshole, but <laughs> you probably... That's just who you are, I guess. <laughs> That's just who you... I mean, that's... That's every parent. Yeah. <laughs> this was Passion for Your Passions, Julie, and Krista, where we talked about gardening. Next episode, we're getting weird. We're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! the TV show. It's a Krista episode. Of course it's weird. <laughs> of course it's strange. What's up, bitches? <laughs> I see my ass. <laughs> And Krista. Oh, I did that weird.